Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Rainbow Podcast. This week we celebrate our FFA Cup run, discuss our recent tour of Tasmania, and we talk to CCU General Manager Matt Crow. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you gentlemen? Good evening. Evening. Two wins on the trot. Woo! It has been a while. It's good, isn't it? Wait, it is. wait, are we doing a winning pod? That is unbelievable. We're doing a double winning pod. We're doing pod. a double winning pod. That is, a, that is definitely a first in the three years of this podcast. What if you went quadruple if you count the preseason games in uh, Tasmania? Mm, no. Can we do that? No, no the, we the, don't. The FFA Cup matches only care. Yeah, only matter, really. pretty competitive matches. We need something. Right, Fred's question now. He didn't actually ask anything, but I've just put words in his mouth. Um, will we be joining the tipping comp for the upcoming season? Um, yes, we will. We're actually running a tipping comp on the ESPN app. Uh, we're going to put up information very shortly. So keep an eye out for that. Shout out to... I don't know what anyone, if whoever wins it, I don't know what they're going to get, but I don't know. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that It'll be something good. One of us won a jersey recently. Maybe we could pass that on to them. Yes, oh, that's oh, a good is idea. Is that a prize? I got absolutely stitched up. So we went to Baker Street <laughs> for the FFA Cup game and then we did a draw. When I went into the draw with the thought that, well, there's about 15 people here. I'm in with a good chance to win. And then I get stitched up with the bloody Ben Kennedy goalkeeper jersey. <laughs> that's good, though. I actually won two, technically. Yeah. Then, I won, then I won the O'Donovan one. So I, the double scummer. It's yeah. the Shout double out scum. to um, one of my snake. grand final rivals who um, sort of prompted us to at least have a think about that again. It's been on the agenda a little bit. So Chris Harris, there, he's a listener of ours and played against him in the grand final. A bit of bad luck for his team. but um, You don't care about bad luck. You're not saying that. Oh, well. Hang on, hang on. Are you, are you casually uh, bringing up your grandfather? I'm going to bring it up later. You, that's a horrendous we'll segue. We'll it, took, it took him five we'll minutes. It's two minutes. Two it minutes. took him two minutes. Well, well to be fair, the, the um, discussion about the tipping comp came hot on the heels of a couple of tweets from my rival. And nothing to do with your really? grand final Totally win. coincidental that those tweets were exchanged. Um, so, Moro won grand here. final on the weekend and he scored the winning goal and he doesn't shut up about it. They've turned me down again. <laughs> Old man yells at roof. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say thank you to the club for what they did for you? Yeah, thank you to Gosford City for and thank you for, to, to, for them to, for scoring the goal. Yeah. No, no, no. no. All on, Morrow, it's all on Aaron. you want to thank CCM? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, actually, yes, oh, yeah, thank you. caught up I'm with the, you know, the situation? I'm, I'm pretty slow. Well, my problem is I haven't read the agenda. Took him five seconds to register yeah, that. Nice, <laughs> hello. <laughs> nice work. Yeah, no, um, shout out to um, the club who, the, you know, Mariners final series and all that. Great initiative, grassroots, blah, 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 blah. Love it for the kids. Love it for all ages. So, um, Sean Mellicamp, CEO, delivers um, some beverages for us to enjoy after the game, which was great. Six strings, thanks for that. And, uh, yeah, also as well as that, uh, looks like we've got a, an envelope full of uh, tickets to the F3 Derby and three-game memberships for all the boys. So um, hopefully that'll be a, a really good, uh, you know, team-building thing for us to keep it together. We might have a team again next year. So, But, yeah, fantastic initiative for the And it wasn't to, just to your team and because you obviously we obviously know Sean, but he did. Uh, yes. they have been going around to a few clubs and yes. giving out beers and... Yes. Free tickets and all yes. that sort of well, stuff. Well, they probably didn't give out beers to the, uh, you know, under-18s, but they yeah. they did give out something. <laughs> in Woi Woi. Like, uh, orange they juice did. or something. And, uh, <laughs> no, mate, kudos that to the club. Luke, if you want to complain. <laughs> kudos to the club. It's I'd, Luke. The know. Wyong under-12s. 
There goes the three listeners in Woi Woi. I think, I think. Again? That was. Lit. Don't worry about Woi Woi. We beat them in the semi final the, the week before. So we're okay with that. But no, it's a great thing for the club to, you know, make the effort to get into grassroots and uh, happy to be the beneficiary on this occasion. But um, love the idea that the club thinks it's important. And uh, I was the following day at Arimba watching grand finals again. And again, the club had staff there giving out tickets and uh, beverages to the players there. So, yeah, top stuff. It's 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 weird. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I've I've felt um, uh, more disengaged this off season, early on this off season, than what I have probably in recent seasons. I think last season probably took its toll. Is that by is that by choice? Um, a little bit, but I mean, it's 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 by choice because at the end of the day, when you when you I have found myself doing that last year. Yeah, I mean, when you have the results that we've had the last three or four seasons, you go, "What do I want to put it in the effort anymore?" So, like, as soon as that full time whistle went on the last game at the at the end of last season, I don't think I don't think I looked up anything Mariners related for the last four months or yeah. like for ages. And it's only probably really been the last month and a bit where I've sort of got re-engaged. And to be fair, it's because of what I've seen some of the club actually doing out in the public, on social media, getting out there. I I'd, I mean, I, I don't know if the same engagement has been happening the last three pre-seasons, but I feel like the club well, is really it did making last an effort. Year, we didn't know about it because it was all no. bolt. Bolt, bolt, bolt. That's the whole thing. Mm. It's... It's, uh, you Which know, they to some extent was disengaging, to be yeah, honest. That's right. That was a turn off for the fans. It was, to it was definitely, fans, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it got the casuals interested, but for the hardcore, you know, football fans, they could tell straight away that this is just a publicity stunt, and he's going to be gone soon, and this is detrimental to our preseason. And so. that, and that hurt when we wanted to see our team improve and our mm-hmm. club improve, you know. So, and I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know if, if, like I said, if that engagement has always been there the last three or four the sort of last three pre-seasons and we just, I just haven't sort of noticed or not, but I feel like the club's making an extra effort to do a few different things this pre-season and, you know, we smash the club when they deserve smashing and we have in the past, but I think they deserve a bit of credit for what they've probably done the last sort of maybe two months to try and... I think they have to put in that extra effort. Of course, of course. And I mean, they don't really have an option, but I feel like the things that that they are doing are good. And hopefully, if it's got someone like myself re-engaged, that's been a hardcore for the last sort of however. Hopefully, it reaches out to those guys like your teammates who maybe never go to a Mariners game, and then all of a sudden they rock up to one, we win, and then they're back for the next well, three, four, five weeks, and really, they become a member. Yeah, I mean? I'm really hoping that where it was quite difficult to get everybody sort of engaged enough to want to cut, join together, put on our um, hoodies that we're going to have because we're the premiers, and uh, head to the game together. Humble break. Do you want to <laughs> mute, him, mute him again? Or? Mute me? <laughs> have we said that he scored the winning header? Have we mentioned that? Oh. Do, have we mentioned that they won the grand final? And Aaron scored the winning header? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go back to Luke's point about like the Mariners and like engagement and all that. I think the A League as a whole's advertising has been absolutely terrible. What we're three weeks away from the season. Where is the promotion? Three weeks out from the season, I've you never you, I've never seen an ad, a promotion, anything to do with the A League, and we're three weeks out from the start of the season. The last if this ad I remember is the Yoshi ad. Yeah, if this was, you know, like, and I, people probably don't care about this comparison, but if it was, if it was one of the rugby codes, if it was rugby league or 
AFL, their union, promotion... Union are worse. <laughs> yeah. But if it was NRL or the AFL, their, their promotions are months out from the season. Why can't the A-League do something about their promotion and their advertising for the season? Especially the when we're three weeks out from the season. And like I just said, three weeks out from the season, I've seen nothing. Well, yeah. hopefully with the new A-League, that changes next season. You'd hope so. Yeah. I hate the whole notion that they feel like they have to wait until the end of the AFL or the NRL to start yeah. well, that's advertising. I mean, that's just when, a, yeah. it's a very... Advertise it during the defeatist. It's a very defeatist mentality. Like Before we even start, we've yeah, defeated it's catering. It's catering to the other codes, is what yeah. it is. But it speaks yeah. of uh, how good the the preseason, the off season, has been in terms of um, the club's engagement, as well as the program that they put together for the players. That with the matches, the streams, it's dragged people in. We've mm. had some success in it, which really enhances that. And uh, that now has brought to a point where I, I had been worried, like you, Luke. I was. I've found myself needing a bit of a break from it at the end of the last season and just get my head out of it a little bit and uh but in recent weeks of maybe a bit because of the, the FFA exciting, Cup run well the exciting um, there's nothing like win. going to a game to get you back into it it's true and mm. uh so I've found myself actually looking forward to the season again which I was worried at the end of last year that I might not actually be f- you know looking I forward to I was the and, exact same yeah, I was like I don't know if I can do this again for another season but then yeah. as soon we as say that every year. as soon as August you know August comes around the FFA Cup and we actually go on a decent run which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second that's sort of you know a very good thing to get fans back to make the final four of a cup competition is one way to get the fans back on side right pre-season 4th September closed doors a game against Melbourne City we lost that 2-0 but uh, I think they had a full strength side, and we had pretty much second string side, from I what I could tell. We only, I speaking for myself, I only really saw the highlights of the two goals, and you know the defense wasn't looking great. But the addition of Birrigitti is a massive one for me. Yes, it's we finally got a stable goalkeeper who I don't have to be worried about all the time. 8th September Football Tasmania State Team, uh, we won that three one. Uh, Muzz, Ziggy and McGlinchey getting the goals there. And then 11th of September, South Hobart four, uh, won and we got four. Simon with the hat-trick. Shout out to um, Football Tasmania for live-streaming that on their YouTube channel so we could all watch it. Um, it's just a, just, just, just a um, pre-season hit-out, really. Nothing really special about it. What did you guys think? Well, I mean, just... Looking at that whole Tasmania trip as a whole, when was the last time in pre-season we did something like that? Six years go ago. Go interstate to a... Go interstate like yeah. for... We did Tasmania about six years ago. We played against uh, Melbourne Victory in yeah. Hobart. Like, I when think. was the last time you went somewhere for like a week and played a couple of games good, against decent good for opposition? Bonding, yeah. Good for bonding. Didn't we do something? It wasn't in a state, but it was uh, sand dunes running and so forth, and it ended with some social media disasters from one of our former players who we maybe don't love that much anymore. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've forgotten this. Can you remind yes. me, please? I've uh, hang on, I'm hang on. Sure. He plays... Liam Reddy and Bunk Bed. Mm. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably the last time we had a camp, if And that you was like. probably 40 minutes on a bus up to Port Stephens. I'm yeah, having a blank here. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Stockton Beach, we did... Uh, they did They did like the army commando thing in pre-season. Oh, and then yeah, yeah, Liam yeah, Reddy posted on bells. Instagram like a picture of the 
bed. It's like, but that was the point, Liam. It was meant to be Spartan. a shit night's sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the idea. Yes, but um, yeah. yeah. He'll get yeah, a mention later on. That. But this was really good and really good because of the camp atmosphere that must have been generated. Really good because the streams were able to engage the fans. Really good because it brought Tasmania into the loop. Yeah, that's really what I was about to say. I'm, I'm, sure there was, I'm sure there was probably some point of this from Football Tasmania, I assume, to bring us down there. So I dare say they probably funded a little bit of it. but And it was a little bit of a PR exercise, I think, for them. But that's the exact sort of thing that we should be doing in pre-season. They were doing kids' clinics during the week. week. You know what? Do that in pre-season. Don't go to North Sydney ever again during the season. Agreed. Done. (laughs) Really really good, actually, also. Last one was to see that was an opportunity for us to have some players who are outside the squad or on the edges of the squad, trialists Mm. down there, all of that sort of thing. And uh, so all of that, you know, is the right way to prepare for a season, which is not something that we've been used to for... Lately. For, yeah, I don't know when. Right, FFA Cup, round of 16, Raw 2, CCM 2. We won that on penalties. Birrigitte being the saviour of the day. Oh, all, hail, all hail Birras. All hail oh. Mark Birrigitte, who has me blocked on Twitter. Unblocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unblocking Please unblock me. Please. I do... I do you need to ask back. him. You I need do. To ask him we'll have to ask time. if we get him on the pod. We'll have to ask him. I did Definitely. take back uh, what I said about you when you were at Newcastle, uh, <laughs> and the picture of you wearing the Pedge Bowie hat. I apologise. Um, <laughs> we are changed men. It was four or five men. years ago. I will say, in my defence, I did not tag him in the tweet, so he must have searched his own name. <laughs> so that one's on him. But I do take back that I tweeted it. Please unblock me. <laughs> that is a quality <laughs> apology. I love that. That's yeah. a good crawl, that one. Yeah, that is. Yep. Um, Definitely deserving yes, of an unblock. As Josh said, he is great. I'm so happy we have a competent goalkeeper. Please unblock me. Can I just say, though, that in the game, like some people were, you know, 50-50 on whether we were actually any good in the game, but I thought we were decent in the game. We had our moments in the game. I thought Brisbane were a good side. I thought they... they it was a game... It was It swung... Yeah, it was a game that swung very but, much. And so they definitely had their moments and there were some scary moments. There was a few moments when I was a bit worried that a couple of former players of ours, who I'm not going to name because they're former players now, who almost um, put one in and, uh, you know, broke our hearts. But that didn't happen. And, you know, sometimes you've got to ride your luck. And uh, when it came to the crunch, then we had what it took. We, and who knew, I, I think I tweeted at the time, who knew that we had penalty takers who could finish? Oh, we my God. Oof, we haven't had a great yeah. track record for penalties. They were all good penalties too. Did we take yeah. four or five pens? Well, I, four, in the four. heat of the moment, thought it was five. And they were all good pens. They were all quality. Yeah, meanwhile, Beerus is just like a stone wall there. So, you know, great, great that was effort. some great saves. And uh, that kind of thing really does, you know, instill a little bit of confidence back into the fans, not just the players. If and you hear, uh, like, Birrigitte talk on Fox, he's done a couple of, like, pre, like pre-interviews, and he's he, he, said, the, he said the same thing of, like... I'm here, I want to do this for the boys and the fans sort of thing. So, obviously, the the group's good. The group's starting to gel and mm. at the right time and three weeks out from the season, you know. it's is it, I want to say the H word, hope, but... <laughs> ah, you've done it. Yeah. Oh. No, uh, you've mate, I'm hopeful. It was, it was enough just what happened on the night, to be honest. I mm. cannot recall the last time that I sat in the lounge room and screamed at the television with delight. I've screamed mm. at the television plenty of times in that period of the last few years, but I was screaming Poor with delight. Bell. Yeah, I know, and the dog didn't like it either, and possibly the neighbours, but, 
you know, that was the moment. So I don't. When was the last time we had something like that to scream about the television about? Yeah, and I mean, probably I, that, that Sydney game where we won two 0 when they were yeah. undefeated. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a I while. Mean, I probably go towards the side of did we play good? No, but neither really did Brisbane. But I don't really care at this stage if we're playing any good. I will care come Some round results. one. But we showed a but, few signs. Yeah, but there's little bits of pieces here that are really good. But that team in that game under Ocon... Who was that coach? That's it. Mulvey. I, Mulvey. I, I totally forgot then. Mulvey. That's how bad he was. Under... Those guys, we lose that game. Mm, we can see it in the last five minutes. We can see it in extra time, sloppy goals or whatever. But the biggest we, difference, we fought. We fought until the hundred and twentieth minute, and we didn't yeah. look like we were going to give up. No, we'll fit for a change. That's exactly yeah. what and I was we about fit. to say. We lasted the biggest twice difference as, long as yeah. usual was fitness. Yeah. And you, you've heard about yeah. say that. you've heard about like apparently Stadge is like smashing the players at training. Well, that's probably what won us the game. Is that at in extra time, I thought we were by far the fittest side on the yeah. park. And it was the same thing as last night too. Like, it, did we play Tuesday. great? Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm. It's been a long week. Um, Not really. Did we play no. great? No. No, but Hume, to their credit, are so a very good side. quarterfinal, Hume City FC versus CCM. Uh, we won in the 92nd minute the, with the, one of the greatest goals I've ever <laughs> the seen The greatest slash life. worst winning goal ever. Um, but it was the same thing in that game as the Brisbane game. I mean, a... Uh, the pre-season last season and the one before that, we just would have lost or we would have went to extra time and Found conceded a, a shitty goal. Yeah, yeah. We, we would have lost almost... and Well, no, we would have lost with ourselves to blame. But we scrapped it. It was a horrendous goal by uh, a player that ever since he came off the bench, we were absolutely hounding him. And then he goes and does that. It's caused the worst goal it was ever a miss and wins hit. us a game. 100%. It, was like, it was a massive miss hit, but it's just... You know he's 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 got it. He's got the toe on it, and it's gone in. It, it's it was a horrible goal. Like it's it's not yeah. a goal that's going to be on any highlight reels. But no. they all count the same, and we got the win. And it was it's it was a massive win to get because Hume would definitely definitely tested us, and we didn't wilt under the pressure, and we yeah. got a clean sheet. So that was that was good. And now being in the semi final of a cup competition for what was it the first time since the first time the FA Cup was around. It's good. It's very good. It's and definitely, I think definitely better than a round of 32 exit like we had the last, what, three years. Yes. To your point before, Josh, I think when you were saying about how Birgitte and also Ziggy's also said it about the group and sort of about the playing squad and how good it all is and how close they all are and mm. blah, blah, blah. I think in the last probably, you know, the last two or three pre-seasons, during the pre-season, either, well, not during the cup because we've always been knocked out really First early, go. but, yeah. you know, two months before the pre before the actual season starts, we've heard a hundred things about things that have been happening behind closed doors in the squad, little things with the coach here and there, little sort of, you know, I don't know, arguments with the players, the whole thing with Liam Reddy. There's been, and there's been a lot more stuff that we've probably never spoken about on here because we can't. There was that whole rumour about Mulvey losing a dressing room in pre-season. Yeah, exactly. We... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but have we heard any of that sort of thing no. this preseason? No, and interestingly, and I was going to bring it up next, uh, we've heard honesty. Like last mm. night, mm. That let's let's accept last night, the night before last. Tuesday. Tuesday night, you know, these all fade into one another. But but uh, the goal was pretty ugly, mm. and that's what Stadge said. We I should thought, have had a couple before that, yeah. which is But to me, our final balls were terrible, and so was our finishing. The and, attack and just didn't click, did it, yeah, at all? And that's what Stadge really said. Now, at, 
you know, we rode our luck a little bit at times, but in the second half in particular, we didn't really give away a lot of chances to Hume. So we're defending reasonably well. So there's a reasonable defensive structure there. But what we didn't hear was this whole big coach's protection of the players um, you know, oh, the positives to come out of yeah, that game. Exactly. Yeah. We, Cliches. We, we accepted what was poor. Um, we perhaps gave a little bit to what was okay, um, but we know we've got a lot of work to do, and, and that's, I guess, what we want to hear. We don't, we don't want it sugar coated because mm. we can all see what's going on out there. So I've appreciated that honesty from Stage since. I think we all saw what Stage could do with the Matildas. So when he came to the club, we, we thought this is a good coup because you know it's someone that's got a point to prove, maybe got a chip on his shoulder after the whole. Matildas fiasco that he went through, and so that's that. I think that's why the Matildas were successful because he's a good coach and he knows what he's doing, and now that is benefiting us. And I think to to sort of that point, um, uh, if we use Jai Ingham as an example, so that was a signing that wasn't done by Stadge. Stadge rocks up, instantly sees, you know, he doesn't necessarily want him in the squad, doesn't see what he's really here for. And then we get it sorted and then we move on. We found a way. We found a way to do it. Rather and then, than then just we ignoring the problem. Rather, we know 100% for sure in the last two or three pre-seasons that... He would have been training by the himself coaches in a will, different yeah, field. And that causes issues and blah, blah, blah. But, and then these other coaches have rocked up. There's players here that they don't necessarily want, but they try and force it. Where Stadge well, doesn't feel like he's Brisbane doing that. probably wanted him, though. Hmm? I said probably help that Brisbane wanted him. If oh yeah, of course, but I if think there was no other club for him to go to. He would have stayed around, I think. Yeah, but I mean, we like we said, we found a way to whatever sort it out. the reasons. We found a way to yeah. sort it out. We probably shopped there. him around. Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. the reasons, it's it's, yeah. it's been done and that's worked out for us, and, yeah. and and that's important. Whereas if that gets left to linger, that makes an issue, which it has done in the past. Which Brad McDonald lasts for years. Brad McDonald is a perfect example. Fletcher. Yep. And Fletcher, both perfect examples of players that weren't wanted by the coach and then the coach starts to treat them sort of a certain way and then that causes issues within the squad. Not even nearly the only examples as well. No, there's, no. there's, there's plenty more. Just going back to the game, I think Silvera deserves a shout-out. I thought I think Definitely. he's been a very, very good signing. And I know... He almost scored a cracker. We, we have had a track record, like, we just, like Luke just mentioned, about players that have not worked out and have not been the greatest signings. But I think this, this Silvera signing is... Has been has been a good one. It's worked out well. I think it's a good move for him to get it's game potential, time. Potential, doesn't he, Mark? Well, absolutely. And he's got the potential. He's got potential. He's got potential. More he's, potential he's got than more. Some he's got players. more than Shabal potential, mate. Question: Where's Kim? Mm. Injured. Mm. Mm. Injured. Leaking yeah. the kit on Instagram. Mm, yeah, not, nah. the, <laughs> not the real kit. <laughs> Troll Fake kit. Yeah, no. Nah. Been trolled. But Silvera, we don't want to, you know, you know, heap uh, pressure on the young kid. He's only a young kid with potential. Yeah. But potential. Uh, but if he can, you know, establish a bit of consistency in the team yeah. this t- this year, he's an excitement. He's machine. a good option. I think he's he's a be- he's a bench option to come on and test out defenders in the sixtieth minute. I reckon he's a starter. Well, I, I was, I was yeah, just about definitely. to say, Stadge seems he could be a starter. Yeah. Stadge seems to be favourite in the middle into number ten position. You might even see him there. Yeah, Stadge seems to be liking him. So I reckon he starts in round one. Yeah, he's not he's not okay. scared to shoot from you know thirty yards out either. I I would like, just like to see him against an A League side. That's that's yeah, the me too. Without because he's, he's played against Maitland yeah. and Hume yeah. without but heaping pressure on him. Because does, you know does him and De Silva starting in the same side work? 
No, you have to shift off just uh, you have DS. To sh- I don't think you can play both from, of them because they're both... From what I saw the other night... I'd rather have Silver doesn't start. I'd rather have Silvera in than De Silva, to be honest. They're both, the last, the other night. they're both too similar to me to start. You have to hope that the pressure that is applied by Silvera's presence actually has an impact on DDS and and he then, Daniel, can improve himself because there's there's a great player in there, but I didn't really He wasn't see great it. again the other night. Yeah, I didn't I see it the other well. night. And, uh, I tried I to link up. I thought or yeah, I think our yeah. two best... Were Orr and Stensness the other night. Yeah, I thought Orr was, Orr was always trying to get for always trying to get forward and create something, and then and Stensness was mostly solid in the middle. So no, I'd agree with that. I definitely have them as my top two from the game the other night. I'm surprised about how much Stensness is actually playing. Like I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, I always rated him when he was here in the academy, and then he left, and then he rocks up at the Knicks, and I went, well, that's one that sort of got away. Good quality though. Good quality. Yeah. And, and I was touches, very glad that we re-signed potential. him. Yeah, more potential. Uh, the thing I'm forgetting about potential just momentarily. Potential. <laughs> That's going to haunt you, mate. This is going to be like the the next version of um, we're going to finish against finish ahead of victory. Turn it up. That won't. <laughs> even, no, Chabelle's got potential. That will not even be. That will not even be my best quote of the year. There's still <laughs> heaps of time yet. It's only the preseason. You've got potential to make worse quotes. Uh, my yes. ne- anything I say. Did you know we won next, the grand final? My next comment could be the best one. Better than that. Hit us. What I liked about Silvera, on top of the fact that he's an excitement machine for a young player, was that just before half-time, he copped an absolute smashing from behind, a completely <sighs> unpunished challenge mm. that could have broken his ankle. Someone tried on his ankle, out. didn't they? Yeah, well, that player, who I don't like naming players who do poor things, but had already put the knee into Ziggy and was not punished oh, yeah. for that either. And there was at least one other challenge that I didn't like. They from, got away with a bit, didn't him. they? Yeah, uh, but Cooper. Silvera didn't let that hamper him. Played the rest of the game, did he? And, and he doesn't. Silvera does not seem weak. So to he's me. not just yeah. skillful. He's Where, not just sharp. Yeah. He's not just young and enthusiastic. He's not just star power, but he's also just tough. Whereas that that type of player at that age, and we've seen quite a few of them. There's been a couple in the academy of recent times. Uh, seem weak. It's easy to say. Oh, oh, oh! I a lot. The majority. I yeah. feel like on majority, but a lot of. Players that step up from the youth system just aren't physically ready for the A League and the physicality no. aspect Speaking of, of it. Physicality. Why can't Matt Simon use his body when the ball's in play? You, this is really waits, a bee in your bonnet, isn't it? He waits till the ball's out of play to start throwing his body around. Because it's Matt Simon. Is that is that when the when he pushed that <laughs> it's guy? Just ridiculous. After, yeah, the ball the ball goes out and he starts pushing the other but, guy. You know, there's a fifty. Like so, he's in front of the player. That's marketing, right? The ball comes towards him. He's meant to be this tall player, like, imposing figure, and the guy will just nip around him and, you know, get in Clear front, it. pass it off or whatever. What's he doing? <laughs> he's literally, he's just a to telegraph fair, pole. To be fair, he was only, you know, sticking the chest back in a guy who was going to walk straight into him after he just made a tough challenge on the guy. So, there are things, that, you know, he's a bit... Captain material. He's a bit, yeah, he's a bit edgy, and that, you know, bothers me a little bit in our captain. But we need a bit of that edge in the team. So, but I mean, enough said from me about speaking. The captain I mean, take away Matty Simon and things that he does, and the whole being like a captain thing. Does him, does Matt Simon, the footballer, work up top on his own? No. I I would have liked to have seen probably twenty minutes. Of him and someone else, not DDS, because DDS and him did not work together at all. Yes. Otherwise, take Matt Simon off, leave Daniel De Silva on, put Murray on, and see what happens there. But not on the wing. 
No. Which is what we have done when the pair of them have both been on the pitch. I want to see Solomon and Murray up top together. What is this club's obsession with putting strikers on the wing? It's happened the last few years, hasn't it? I just, I don't like it. If put Murray as a number nine, that's that's how he got, you know, got his name out there. That's why we signed him as a number nine. Don't it is the way. The it is the way we develop young talent. If you think yeah. back to say like uh, Trent Bahaja, um, uh, watching him as a junior, then he was just an out and out striker. I'd get him behind quick out and out striker, but as soon as he was in the A League system and around it, then he was straight away on the wing, and that was. You know, I don't know how many coaches ago that was, but it was a couple of coaches at least ago. Mm. Um, but and so it is the way that we, you know, uh, bring strikers in. But I too, Luke, would like to see those pair, or whoever it was that said that. I, I'd like to see those pair given, a, a, you know, some minutes because I think there is an opportunity. Muzzer is the kind of you know getting behind and getting good position striker who can play off some of that uh, Matt Simon stuff. And I'm not convinced that. What we put behind Matt Simon is, you know, like you said, Jimmy is, is really going to bear fruit for us. Um, it hasn't really. And uh, in a way, it's sort of, I don't know if that's got anything to do with the fact that I don't think Daniel De Silva's played his best games in this pre-season yet, but it's hard not to think that it could have something to do with it. It's just, we're, we're just not, we're not creating enough up top. We need like, a number not, nine. No, we need, like, we need to sign a number nine. To me, nine. It's, it's a very simplistic way to look at it, but Matty Simon is your hold-up who lays it off back off to your number 10 or he's or he's you flick it on and then yeah, but Jordan he Murray it runs on to no one all the time that's what I mean but he does that's that because the there's no one there yeah. so if you've got a Murray up there who is that because Matty Simon's not you run through beat anyone with speed yeah, type you, of you need someone going around him like yeah. a satellite yeah. yeah so I mean at, at the moment it doesn't that is not really clicking and that's to me leading into the season that's my biggest big concern yeah. I'm not I mean, I am a little bit concerned with the defence, but I think once we have everyone back from injury, um, once we get a few more games under the belt, I think our back line will be right. I think our midfield will be okay. But as we all know... And Mijok is not the answer either. Well, no. Absolutely and as not. we all know, if you don't score goals, you won't win football games. And neither is uh, Kenny. King Kenny. The last, the last piece of the puzzle is a number nine, and... Is I'd, that going to happen? I though? don't think it's coming. Yeah, no. think it's we've, we've we've got we've got three strikers. We've got Matty Simon, Murray, and Majok. I don't think we're signing another one. I think we'll if things go horrible, which hopefully they don't. But even if maybe we're going, I don't know. Even if maybe maybe we're going well, we've got a bit of room there in the small war chest come January to get a good number nine. This is a very Mike Charlesworth thing to do, isn't it? To save that just that little bit there. Just that little bit. Yeah. Just a le- just uh, just enough to leave the lights if on. If we're if we're not well, going Sean well, Sean and Mike have both said that to us. Yeah. If we're not going well, it won't happen. If we are going well, then he might just invest a little bit in and hopefully do it in a way that is better than the last two attempts. Um, love Lewis Garcia as I do. That. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, this is probably a wider conversation to have, but with the whole independent A League and all that sort of jazz, you would hope that he's willing to spend a little bit more. Anyway, moving on to uh, the next FFA Cup game. It's a semi home game against Adelaide on the second of October. Tickets go on sale Monday for members. Uh, Tuesday for uh, I think Sean said grassroots players, and Wednesday public. Uh, members' price is $15 for GA. 
We got a home game. That's a good thing. And what, it's when, tough when, opposition. When was the last home game? Was that the Wellington game? Where it we was lost? that Wellington? Yeah. When it was Izzo stuffed up? Was that that one? When yeah. Roy Appy, missed a penalty. For Wellington. Roy missed a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's that was what been a five, while. four years ago, five years ago. Finally, a while. It's been a while. <laughs> long while. So can yes. we can we reveal what the whole thing about the crowd? Can we can we talk about that? Yeah. Uh, the north stand will be open. The eastern stand will be open, but the western stand won't. Apart from media and I mean, just about corporate boxes, crowd numbers, and what will happen in the future. Go for it. Yeah, do it. Well, long story short, whoever gets the bigger crowd out of the two last games gets to host the final yeah we've got to make it a commercial so opportunity so this is a shot front drag Jinx. anybody you know to this game please essentially if so i mean what we don't want to happen is which is what we spoke about a little bit about before is if the strikers win uh i think they will let them host it yeah <laughs> just because of the whole romance the factor but City should be able to get past you them. You have to assume City are going to win so pretty easily. All we have to do is get a bigger crowd than Melbourne City. And I know we get not much to games normally, but neither do they. So surely we can get this done and host Ooh. a final. Did they, they host the other day? Yeah, they got like... Would they get... I don't know officially. We can maybe do a little quick Google while we're talking. But I'd maybe surely no more than four. Surely. It looked like there was only no one So there. we just need to beat, beat four, basically. Yeah, beat four and we get to host the... Get to host the final and bring the Which party. Be awesome. Bring the party. Bring the atmosphere. Bring the party atmosphere. And you know, if we if we're buoyant and loud, then who knows? Maybe it doesn't come down to direct numbers. We might be lucky enough that just you know how good it looks on TV, how good how enthusiastic we all look. Um, we've got a right to be enthusiastic since we haven't gotten to, plenty of people have complained about not getting to see our team in an FA FFA Cup game at 2,905. home. Two thousand nine hundred and five. We can beat that. <laughs> Easy. That is that is. It is a weekday. Yeah. Yeah, but I but feel still, like I feel like we've got more than that to weekday. I mean, I know it's league games, but we've got more. What did we get to Melbourne City last season when we played a midweek? We got more than that. Four, four and a half. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Fifteen dollar tickets. Come on. Yeah. We can do that. So do honestly, get get everyone you know that has been a Mariner supporter in the past and get them down there. Is is there a date for the final? Um, no. not asking all the hard questions. I'm sorry, we I haven't know, done our research, have we? Thinking of these on the fly, but I, I'm just thinking: is is, <laughs> no, is, it, is it, it on the weekend? It hasn't, is been, it, a, it hasn't been announced. It'll yeah. be announced after the game, so because it won't be on a weekend, will it? It'll be mid. So the Strikers City game is on Tuesday the first, and then our game is Wednesday the second of October. I'm going to guess it would be th- two, three weeks after. So it would be it would have to be midweek. It would have to be yeah. When's I'll just have a look at the A-League. They usually move a um, a league game around it. We've, we've got the bye the 25th to the 27th in round three. So if... Oh, it's, it's a big if because it's not as if we're playing, you know, Scrubs. We're playing Adelaide United. Yeah. Well, look, last time the if final was on the 30th of October last year. What mm. day was it? Uh, it's a Tuesday. Yeah, right. I, got, I, I mean, I, I can't see it being on a weekend, so... But nonetheless... If we get to host the grand final, cool. Awesome. That'd be great. Aside from all of that, it'd be just really great if we could all actually use this opportunity, get our people there, all the people who've complained about not getting to see our team playing the FFA Cup, get them there, and that could be the difference for our team. If it's the same as last year, then we, we'll play midweek, and then on the weekend we have Perth away. 
Yeah, we've got a buy on, on the third round, so that works yeah. out well for us if we yeah. get that far. If we get, if we get, if we win, it's, just, it's, it's all a big Let's if. It's all a big if, though. But yeah, I mean, Adelaide, you know, we obviously didn't get to watch the game because it was on at the same time. Lol at the lol at the lol Jets. the Jets because the, Jets. the goal that won Adelaide the game was a horrible keeper stuff up by Moss. It's almost a double lol, lol because obviously Italiano got sent off. I don't know what he was. Use your right foot. What are mm. you doing? Um, and then obviously Moss messing up majorly for the goal. So Adelaide played a pretty young side though. So, but you know, I don't like, want to say anything. Like I said, they're no slouches. I don't want to say anything too positive about the Jets though. But was it really a red card? Just saying. Yes. Okay. Because it's them. Okay. <laughs> we can we can disagree on that. <laughs> From an objective point of view, it was probably a fifty-fifty call. But as a red hot Jets hater. Yellow, yeah. yellow, and a, fi- a good finger wagging. Yes, but okay. Yeah. Moving on. Move on before I talk more. NPL two North Shore Mariners got promoted into NPL one, but money. lost the grand money, final money, six money, three money. to Hills United, which Ka-ching. is um, Patrick Sunsvike, who's actually involved with that club. Uh, Central Coast Mariners Academy team, the first team finished eighth, but in the club championship we finished fifth overall, and we weren't too thanks, far off the top. Thanks to the 18s, who I think yeah. walked the league pretty much. That's why we're uh, higher than the first grade um, mm. finish. Swansvike, yes, Swansvike is the coach of uh, Hills, so yeah. congrats to him. Good job, yes. Um, you know, things didn't work out when he was coaching out your side for whatever reason. I think there was probably more to it than that, but it's good to see him go back and yeah, get would, up into the he NPL. He would tend to leave someone else in charge while he went off and did media work. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it was kind <laughs> of so frowned upon. North Shore go up? Correct. Yeah, so just because I like being controversial, this could be my next clanger, mm. um, then I actually like this. Go on. I like this because now what we've got is, what do we got? We've got... We've got an A-League team. It's good for everyone with Jags, too. We've got an MPL1 team. We've got an MPL2 team. Got an MPL3 team. Essentially. No. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now what we've got is this complete coverage for all levels. Um, you know, maybe, you know, uh, the rich Mariners, as some people Technically call Technically, they're North Shore Mariners, but I don't feel like any, like, association with I them. I know you don't feel that, but, Personally, when, but, but when you're a player... We got uh, didn't we get Stesnas from them? When you're a player, it's opportunities. Initially, I believe. Yeah. It's opportunities, and the Mariners brand now Mariners. offers opportunities across every level, and I think that's a really good thing. So I would have been quite happy with the reversal on that if... if but I'm quite happy um, to have seen that at least one of our teams has been promoted and so we're in each of the it's, grades. That's going to be tough for them in NBL1, though. And I bet Very a tough. lot of those uh, Rich Mariners kids will probably trial for our uh, NYL like they normally do. There's normally one or two that get picked. Yep. Mm. Yep. Although it's still a shame it's a bloody, what, six-game season with two buyers. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a stupid seven games. I can't believe you guys didn't burn me more for that. Anyway, uh, it does make sense. There's something there. I don't. Ag- I don't necessarily agree. But you I don't get like where, it, but you going. cop it on the chin. They'll get smashed in MPL one though. In state league, we have uh, Matt Crowell coming up shortly. Uh, Central Coast United were promoted from state league to MPL three for next season, Woo! winning both the first grade league and the club championship. Unfortunately, they lost the grand final to Fraser Park one 0 Grand final didn't really matter in the end. Promotion was all that mattered, so they got it. That's um, great things for the club, and you'll hear um, Matty Crow talk about that. And there's your fourth up. level mm. that, that we've got, you know, the top. We've got MPL1, we've got MPL2. I'm thinking about this from the point of view of a 15-year-old kid. 
from yeah. a from a from a whole of coast point of view. Yeah, an opportunity for coast kids. They they and mariners in general. I'm right. with you. I'm on board, mate. Good. Right. Um, you want to do trivia or other mariners news? I'm always trivial. Just quickly do go through the news and do the trivia. Okay, the Mariner Palooza is back on Friday the 20th, which is tomorrow, so it might be a bit late if you're listening to this. Uh, it's at the Florida Beach Bar, Terrigal, members only. You need to purchase tickets. There's going to be a kit reveal, not the one that uh, Danny De Silva revealed today. Uh, meet the players, play arcade games and more. Central Coast Mariners Family Day is Sunday the 29th of September at the Centre of Excellence Tugra. There's going to be food trucks, Jumping Castle, Reptile uh, Park is visiting. There will be a beer garden for the kids, music and appearances. Um, <laughs> the Woi Woi Kids. The Woi Woi Kids. <laughs> Away day buses kids. for the first game of the season, October 12th. First West Sydney Wanderers will be put on by the club. Contact the club for details. I and I think most of the buses are sold out now. I think the first party bus was sold out pretty quickly and there might be a second one put on. So if there's enough bus. members. If there's enough numbers. Yeah, so, so contact the club about that. You might be too late. But How keen anyway. are we to go to bloody Bankwest for a football game? Yes, thanks. Yes, please. Um, also, Cheers. I've been speaking to the new medium um, guy, Ian, and we're going to do a deal, which we've done before. If you mention this podcast when you're signing up your membership, if you're a bit late, uh, you'll get early bird pricing. Does that work for me? Because I haven't done my membership yet and need yes. to get around to it. Oof. I listen to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, but it I hate, that. That's I hate that one guy. I think he said... <laughs> I really, really despise that one guy on it, but... Well, tomorrow. <laughs> I think I've got that Definitely not up. talking about myself. I think he said, no hows allowed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you Story haven't got membership yet, mention the pod and you'll get uh, cheaper membership. Happy days. Right. Trivia time. Now, this game. Brand new segment. Brand new segment. Because I haven't done the walkout for a while, so I figured I might do this. Changing it up. Yes. Now, for the prize of a free drink, you have to uh, try and get in first with the correct answer. How many clubs have these players played for? Ziggy Gordon. Three. Uh, five. Four. Luke. Got that one. Alan Shearer. Oof. I can only think of two. Luke can uh, see the screen. <laughs> Uh, no, I can't. I honestly couldn't. Um, uh, four Shira, or five? Shearer's four. I'll go five. No, definitely four. Three. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, so baby. who was it? It's Blackburn, Newcastle, and... He started at Southampton. Yeah, baby. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. I just tried to sound confident and it oh. didn't work. Ryan Giggs. One. Two. One. Yeah. yeah, the boys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the boys. I thought he started somewhere else. No. Nah. Dimitar Berbatov. Oh, oh, that's a lot. I seven. There's more. Nine. Yep. Oh. Robbie King. His boyhood club. One. One. Every time, no, every time that Robbie Keane, not, oh, not Roy Keane, every time Robbie Keane joined a club, it was his boyhood club. Seven. No. Six. Four. Okay, Eight. you're all stuffed up. It's 11. No. <laughs> I was closest in the end. Liam Reddy. What is it? Six. Six. Seven? Five. It includes NPL. You're stuffed up. It's 11 as well. Oh. Well, it's seven, a- it's seven A-League clubs, isn't it? Yeah, actually. Yeah. And the last one, Harry Kill. Four. Five. Five. Six. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just can't. You just can't. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> you don't get that one. <laughs> I think Luke, I owe you a free drink, mate. So it was what? Good it tactic, was Leeds, <laughs> Leeds, Liverpool, Galatasaray. Victory. 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 Al- Farah and Melbourne Heart. Ah, uh, okay. I like that tactic. Well, I just keep... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> <Just> nine, <ten. laughs> guessing. <five. laughs> I'm trying it next time. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, well, up next is Maddie Crowell, and um, we'll say our goodbyes after that. Good. All good. <laughs> I was joined by Matt Crowell, general manager of Central Coast United. How are you? I'm good. Thanks That's for having good. me. That's all right. Thank you for coming in. Um, let's just start off. Band-Aid, rip it off. Grand final loss. What went wrong? Oh, long season possibly. Um, we had a two-week break, didn't you? We did, we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, we didn't play particularly well in the game. I think everyone would, would say that. Um, first half especially. Second half, we came into it a little bit more. Um just speaking to the boys at the end of it, I think they were just a little bit... They said they just couldn't get themselves going for some particular reason. That happens in football, everyone yeah. knows that. Um, I thought Fraser Park were extremely good. They obviously had something to really play for. They hadn't won anything, I suppose, this year. Similar to us last year, going into when we played Bankstown. You know, they'd been promoted. And when, you look, when I look back, the year before that, Bankstown... Um, beat Camden Tigers and they got promoted and won the club championship and then the following year so we're just following a trend yeah. we're just following a trend yeah <laughs> just enough. making yeah, keeping up with everyone else they were very well organised they weren't like Fraser Park they, we just could not get really anything going except and for nearly the last 15 seconds and Lobo Lobo was it Louise yeah. Lobo he was yeah. very very good on the wing yeah, yeah. he's a good football player um, I agree I thought they were superb like I was really impressed um, they didn't give us anything did they no and they play, I think they they played 3-5-2 and they, you know you could see what they were working on they were very structured um, yeah I thought they were good and they made it difficult for us um, we couldn't get Dan in the game you know obviously he's quite influential that was that was the big one that was sort of noticeable was how little time he had on the ball or how sort of little impact he was able to have yeah you know he's had another great year for us we're going down to mm. the um, silver medal dinner tomorrow night I think he's in with a good chance of being player of the year again for sure in the competition mm. so and he's played centre half he's played centre midfield left wing centre forward right wing whatever he can to you know try and help get the yeah. the job done and I th- I know in Australia the, the culture for the grand final and everything you know but for everyone at the football club you know, the main goal was obviously promotion, you know, and, yeah. and getting to that point. Especially after last year being so close. Yeah, being so close and the, how dramatic that was. Down a, we were at that game. We were at that yeah, game. We're at yeah. game. We were, what, we're up with, what, five to go or something like that? Mm-hmm. And they scored straight from the kickoff again and then that was it. And waiting on the phone to update to see the other result. And then, yeah. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. To, be, to yeah. be that close. Seeing grown men crying in the change room at the end, that was, yeah. you oh. know, that was tough, do you know what I mean? And... Football. Oh, the, know, wind, the wind ruined that game, didn't it? It was really windy, wasn't it, from memory? I think so. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was quite um, compact, yeah. that, that pitch as well. That, um, Western Sydney, typical. Football, <laughs> you know. And then we go back this year, we go to Prospect again, and we get the job done and get promoted um, down there. So. Well, we were just saying about the, the semi-final, you beat Fraser Park 3-0, wasn't it? Yep. So what, was, what, do, what do you think was the big difference from that game to the grand final? 
probably because I was there not <laughs> <laughs> on the weekend and they, they won when I wasn't there. So they, they're kind of blaming me for that. So <laughs> I should have stayed away. I was in Melbourne for work that weekend. when, when, when they, they, they changed up their team sheet. Yeah. Um, they nullified uh, Woody and mm. Dan and all that sort of stuff a lot better this time, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, like I said, I thought they were very organised. Um, they were they were really up for it. That's no excuse, you know. We should be up for it. You know, good teams win no matter what. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it was it was disappointing. It would have been nice, you know. There was there was seven trophies throughout the year. I suppose you can win, and we've won six out of seven of them. You know, just missing out on that one. Um, it would have been nice to win everything. Um, I spoke to um, you know Kevin Best, the historian, and that, and you know he's related how well of you know where we fit with other representative sides you know you know we're pretty pretty well established in that so you know it's been a superb year um it's really encouraging that you know not only our seniors will play um in NPL next year that allows our youth to come up they've obviously been kept, um, playing in an association youth program um but they'll have a national premier league you know competition to play in so that's really exciting by getting promoted and you know all but securing that if Football New South Wales stamps our application next week and you know we can start planning for 2020. When when are the new changes coming in? Because they keep shifting around. So next year, it yeah. It is next year. Yeah, next year. So Finalised for yeah. next year. So okay. Four divisions uh, for seniors, MPL to MPL 1 to MPL 4. Yep. And then it's MPL 1 and MPL 2 for youth. So it's 48 teams, I'm led to believe, mixed up in, in everything right. in youth. But then the seniors are separated from youth, so... I was going to say, and it's only promotion off first grade now, is yeah, it? So yeah. So does, does that change the way you approach things? No, not for us. I think, you know, because obviously we're a football club for, for only Central Coast people, so we'll still have that emphasis on, you know, youth and bringing everything through. For me, um, I would have liked to have it, you know, a club championship for 18s and 20s as well. I, pre- I prefer it, to be honest. Yeah, it's a tough one because I can't, obviously from... Wherever you go, they say to try and follow the best leagues and all that in the world to get the right model. But obviously, it's a different environment in the UK. You know, if you win the league in League Two, you get promoted to League One. It doesn't matter what your reserves or your 18s are doing. But, but being here, but being a part of a football club, you know, the amount of time and effort that you have to really put into your 18s and 20s, you know, to to help and get the points. And you know, I think a lot of clubs might step away from that and just you know just get the best. Yeah. 16 there'll be less group. of a focus on those 18 yeah, I think, yeah I think it will be yeah so it's a little there's an argument that they could have brought the 18s and 20s and you know fitted that in with the 13s all the way up and had a club championship on that do you know what I mean so there's always something to play for there possibly yeah. but um, yeah I I would have stayed with the club championship format for me personally yeah. but we'll still do that We, you know that's what we're all about we've got some superb kids coming through um, so yeah, we we will continue to focus on that for sure. Uh, so congrats on your retirement. Um, how's the body holding up after uh, so many years playing? Uh, the bo- body's all right in the minute. To be fair, I'm struggling with my neck halfway through the year. Um, but as I said, I was, you know, I I was just playing to help where I could. Um, Do you feel you did that? I, I help when. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to ask the boys and Stu that one if I did help. I was tongue in cheek. Um, no, I, if it was twenties or first, you know, the main goal was to try and help the boys get promoted. And I don't kind of care what anyone would say. The, the main reason for me playing was for that only. 
and and gave the kids the opportunity to to be in MPL next year. Yeah. It, it wasn't for Matty Kral to to play. I'm I'm I don't I didn't particularly really want to play. If you want to, it wasn't for that. Did I love playing and being on there? Of course I did. I mean I can't can't lie and say I didn't, but it wasn't something I wanted to to do necessarily apart from you know let's make sure we just get this done and if if, if I can help in any form of way 20s first grade you know I'll do it so are you going to play local next year or that's it done um I think I'm I think I won't rule out playing I'd, I'd like to play maybe over 35s or something like that Aaron will have you <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think I'd enjoy that with a you know a little bit um low key possibly and just enjoy if I've got time I, like I'm, I'm still going to be heavily involved in the football club and run it and I'd like to go and watch games and I've got a partner I've told her for the last two years you know once it's done I'll have, I'll have more weekends free <laughs> so if I say I'm going to sign for someone else and there watch the game Sundays. on a Saturday I'm, yeah, yeah. Sunday's going what can you offer him speak more? To, speak to Pete Pryor he'll um, let you know what a good club we are <laughs> yeah that's the go <laughs> um, you're saying you're still going to be involved what, what's your plans for next year? With the club, myself, or just yeah, the club for in yourself. General? For myself, well, my title is general manager. You know, just to try and oversee, you know, every department. There, this year has taken a bit more. Like, um, I've been coaching a lot. Our twenties coach left um, to go overseas. He had a holiday book for years, and you know, I had to step in with the twenties on the back end of the year, and obviously playing and being a training all the time. Um, it took a probably a little bit away of you know what I should actually be trying to do with the football club and help it grow and you know build different um, partners and networks where I can and um, you know that's what I'm excited to do that's what I wanted to do that's what I want to do do you know what I mean so that's that's the focus for myself um, for the club it'll always be just to try and keep it sustainable for as long as I possibly can um, whether I'm here or not I, you know I, I generally believe there is a need for this. Um, um, we're working very well with the Central Coast Mariners at the minute, um, with Ken and Sean and that, trying to, you know, set up a real good development pathway for children on the Central Coast. Um, you know, give players uh, as much opportunity as we possibly can, um, whether that's in that system or with us. Um, and then obviously for players that you know that the fallout with their um, top end of it, you know, they've got somewhere to play um, at a really good football club where they can enjoy it. They don't have to travel to yeah. get it. Um, you know, I think it is a a need for us to make the club, you know, really appealing for players. There's no point just being a, you know, you know, settle for just being a football club in there. You know, we want, you know, the the best players dropping out of the top end and the Mariners, the Central Coast boys, to play at the highest level they possibly can. So, you know, to give them that opportunity, I think, is brilliant. And you know, before that, you know, between the both of us, to give as many kids the opportunity to play in the A League, if if that is the case, from from the Central Coast, um, that's that's a win, isn't it? Um, so, you no, know, we'll continue to try and do that. Um, and fingers crossed, in three or four years' time, we might get a lot of you know a few players out of the system that, that go that go across and play at the top. So there's there's a really good relationship uh, now happening with the SAP program as well with the Mariners, isn't there? Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's been superb. Um, this year, we, you know, it was a type of a pilot program. You know, that was with Central Coast Football as well. You know, the the three of us are all together in that. Um, we've had a little bit of feedback. We've had a review of it. You know, we're going to. Um, the Mariners are going to reapply for the the SAP license, if you want to put it in Football New South Wales. Um, but we'll still have the the JRL type of program underneath. You know, there's still some discussions on how that's going to work and and how that will form. But you know, 
it's just about giving as many kids an opportunity. Um, you can't say at 10 or 11 that, you know, those best players right now are going to be the best players when they come 17 or 18. I think that rarely happens. It, yes, and you look back yeah. at it. It's Messi more, excluded. Yeah, Messi excluded, <laughs> yeah. But more the ones that come, the ones that maybe get a no or got to fight a little bit harder, those are the ones that you see who've got the... So I think, you know, it's that's what we've been trying to do for years, to have that, you know, a bigger pool of people. Because it all came about when... I was I was playing for the Mariners Academy at the time, and Mark Jones was there, and he asked me to help out with the trials. And um, I've rocked up, and there's the under nines are come up, and there's like a hundred children have rocked up for a spot of twenty. So I'm, I'm like, it's tough, you know. There's a lot of good mm. kids. I'm like, what are we going to do with the rest of these eighty kids? You know, like, yes, go back to local football, but they might train one night a week. They might, you know, play on a quarter of a quarter of a field. It gets rained out ten weeks of the year. It's a 20-week season, so in the end they might get 15, 16 sessions, you know, for 45, 50 minutes. So we need to do something here to give those kids an opportunity. Mm-hmm. To and get I mean, that's and when you've got kids yeah. going to Sydney and Newcastle yeah. to get chances yeah. as well, isn't it? 100%. Or they are probably good enough, but they won't go to Sydney and Newcastle, so then they just they get wasted away, I guess, sort of in the local league, which isn't a waste, but it's no, if, I, if, if they have the chance to represent their local community, then why... Why, why should they not be able to? Yeah, definitely. And, like, I played local football till I was 13. Um, I was at Swansea since I was 10, 10 or 9, 10, I think. And I trained one night a week. I had a, a game every two weeks or once a month. But I played for my local side, and I think that's really important as well. You know, I love doing that. I love playing with my friends. But I had an education as well in football that, you know, to try and help and do the right things. And believe me, the stuff that we're putting on, Central Coast United, our coaches and Cairns and stuff like that, I never had anything like that, you know, growing up. I didn't. So I would have loved to have had something a little bit more like that growing up myself. So, but playing local football for me, and this is, this is just Martin Krause though, I think it's a plus for a certain, you know, for as long as you possibly can until there's a need, you know, to go a little bit more, you know, three nights a week and a little bit more structured. But definitely growing up to keep that social um, aspect of it, you know, playing with your friends and, you know, there's other things than in than football and the chances to be a professional football player is, you know, really slim. You know, every kid that plays football has a dream to do that. and um, But we have to be realistic as well. And, you know, to and just to give them that... It's not just the benefit for the kid, it's for the benefit of local football, 100%. international football, like Australia's international football. If you're continually raising the profile and the quality of kids and the kids after those kids, then, you know, it's good for Australia. Yeah, 100%. Like I think, you know, we look at obviously different uh, models around the uh, around the world and what they're doing and, you know, that's what they're trying to cater for as many kids. Like the Iceland one, for example, when they've, I think they've got... Don't quote me on that population, but it's quite small. Mm. Smaller <laughs> than Sydney, I think. I think it's yeah. the same as the Central Coast. Is the it? Iceland population. It's like yeah. 300,000. Yeah, I thought I was going to say 300,000. Yeah. I thought it was 300,000. I think it's half the coast, yeah. And yeah. Um, they don't cut any kid from like up to 16. So any kid that wants to be in a, in a program, they will cater for. There to you give go. Them 338,000. 330. So they, they cater and they've been to Euros, World Cups, you yeah. know, so... They're obviously it, doing something, right? Yeah. They're obviously, they, this, it is, do you know what I mean? So that's my whole thing. And obviously it comes down to cost and uh, and, and stuff like that. I, you know, I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, I wish I had someone who, who could give me a million bucks to run a program, do you know what I mean? Unfortunately, mm. the, there's no one out there. That Sorry, it's Uruguay. I'm thinking it's smaller than Sydney. They've only got three and a half million people. 
And look how many... Central Coast is 333,000. So it's about the same as us. Yeah, I think we just got to cater for as many children as we possibly can that want to be in the system. We find the best model we possibly can. Um, There's a lot of, you know, good people on the coast doing doing things as well, which is great. You know, the more the better. Um, And the more they do, the the better they'll get. That's that's the difference. You know, as I said, when I came here, you know, you, you have friends... Um, who are now in the program, but weren't to start off with, and they're you know speaking to them, and they they don't play football when they go to school, they don't play when they come home, and they don't do that. You know, back in the UK, you know, you walk to school with a football, you play a break of football, lunchtime, you come home, like it's twenty four seven, you watch it all the time. You see, it's different here. So, mm. to bring that type of, you've got to try and give them more as much as you possibly can, and I think that's. I think that's a, a message that we, you know, we need to try and get across. The more they do, um, they, they'll get better. The more they watch, the more they, you know, those are the things that they miss out on for sure. Because there's obviously so much for them to do here. Yeah, um, yeah. So you had that stint, obviously, with the Mariners back in was it 2009, 2010? I think it was. Yeah. Um, Thirteen what? magical games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what What brought you back here after you sort of went away for a little while? Why did you decide to sort of come back to the coast? And sort of, I guess, decide to sort of set the rest of your life up here. I guess it was the one of the best years I had playing football when I came out in two thousand nine. Like everything, the whole experience. Because uh, you came, did you come straight from England? I came straight from England. Yeah, yeah. I was playing in the conference at the time. Yeah. Um, I came out for a trial with um, with Laurie. Um, um, and then from there, obviously, I stayed for the year. You know, Laurie was superb. Um, you know, he's managed to, you know, get pretty close to Laurie throughout the years. You know, he's helped me a lot, helped me get the job here. Um, not only Laurie, but the players at the time who were in, in the football club. You know, you look back at, you know, Hef, Hutch, Wilco, um, Matty Simon, Quaz. You know, it was a real good knit of players, you know who loved Central Coast Mariners, you know, they actually did, they were, do you know what, they were like locals, do you know what I mean, they were mm. like, you know, they, they loved it, you could see that, and it rubbed off, and they took care of it, and, you know, no one, you know, Laurie would always speak to them about, will he fit in, do you know what I mean, it was that type of um, club atmosphere, you know, and it was superb, and I loved it, the, the area, um, the people, the lifestyle, it was, you know, coming from Wales, where, <laughs> where it rains all the time. A little bit different. You know, yeah, um, a little bit different. So, yeah, it was any opportunity. And then I went back and played a little bit in Europe for a little bit. Um, I played, then I went back playing Welsh Premier, and I just spoke to someone, and they said, listen, there might be an opportunity to play for the Mariners Academy. Um, and I just thought, you know, do you want to jump it? I was single, I didn't have a wife, no kids, no commitment. Um, so I thought, you know, this is one last chance, I suppose. And I came out, and the rest is history, and... Just had my PR in um, June, so I'm here. Ana- <laughs> another Pommy, if you want to say. Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks. <laughs> Been a long six years waiting for it. Um, no, so, no, I think uh, I'd you know, love to live here for the rest of my life if I could, for sure. One last thing. Player of your season. Player of our season? Yes. First grade? Yeah. yeah. Yes, and... Give us another one if you want. Go, go, 18s, 18s. 20s first. Oh, God, okay. Um, 18s, I would say... Oh. Or have you had your medal night yet? Is this we haven't. We had, yeah, this, this could be exclusive. Yeah, for, like, <laughs> I suppose singling out people as well is... Um, I've been really... I'll say who's... Just say, yeah, the boys. <laughs> no, I've been impressed. Credit to the lads. I've been yeah. impressed by, by young... Um, 
Taden Rose in our under 18s centre half this year. Um, he's actually trying out for the NYL right now. Um, he's in because they're trying out the yeah. next three days. So awesome, and that's exactly what it's there for. Not to go back on it, but that's exactly what it's there for. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, he's he's been superb for me. I think you know he's he he played a year up last year in our 18s, and um, yeah, he's had a really good year. He's played a couple of times with me when when I was looking after the 20s. Um, so yeah, he's definitely had a great year. Um, Jared, if you want to put it from our, he's. A, 18 eligible come in changed our season you know like at the at that time we were um we were a little bit short we lost a little bit of pace you know we had Cade and Swads on the wings last year um and we missed that and he came in and he's he's had another superb season for us you know he's definitely helped us a so full credit to him um 20s Jake Brownlow stands out um you know at the start of the year was in and out didn't play much the year before as well, but you know he's a superb kid, um, very very professional, lives and breathes it. Um, and I, I'll say Adam Woodbine's had a great year as well. Mm, um, I agree. He's, yeah. he's led the line really well. Um, he's played an awful lot. Um, you'll say that we've patched him up all the time before he's gone out. He's, <laughs> You know, he's much of a hero and a warrior for us. Then <laughs> I always go. We played Hurstville, um, the Zagreb team down there, and you know, before the game, he's like, you know, I'm sore on my back, and you know, physio's rubbing him down. He's taking um, anti-inflammatories, and you know, Stu saying, you know, how great is he? You know, we got him back out there. And five ten minutes ago, he's the only one still running around. Ever. I'm saying, still, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, what? It's absolutely. It's, yeah, it's absolutely nothing wrong with him. He's running around more than anyone else. Um, but no, he's. He's been superb, um, but they all have to be fair. All the senior boys, um, they've all bought in. Um, they all know what they're playing for, not just for themselves. So, like full credit to them. I mean, they've been, they've, um, they've really dug in. They bought in for what it's about, and just hopefully that we can grow it and make it really good for them. Do you know what I mean? I think they deserve it. I think those types of players on the coast deserve to have something like that. So, um, yeah. Do you think there'll be much of a turnover in players next season, or are we going to try and hold on to the bulk of that squad? I think the bulk of them, I think we'll keep hold of them, yeah, for sure. Um, there's one or two that we're speaking to about trying, um, bringing in. Um, if we can add them to them, that would be great as well. Um, I think our core is really good, you know, and like it's their club. Like, you yeah. know, those senior players that, you know, they can play with, but they can, why not can't Graham Toop or someone like that come and be the general manager in four or five years' time? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And you know, you know, that's what we would like. That's what I'd like to see. Um, you know, it's you know, it's a club for Central Coast people. So, yeah. Yeah. One last thing I I just remembered. It used to be you have to train or play five thousand hours to be a professional footballer, okay. and I think that's growing up to ten thousand now, and that's the exact reason why we need Central Coast United on the coast to give those younger players that are at the top of their level, at the top of their age, that extra hours, that better coaching, just the higher standard game, that will just push them on. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I can't, I'm a full Copy believer. and paste. Yeah, copy and paste. <laughs> I'm, I, I can't speak enough how important I think it is, if, you know, for people to improve. I know I mentioned, you know, the different environment from the UK and what it is like in Australia for, you know, there's so much to do, so much more options. So, you know, it's a great sport in nation, you know, there's so many good sports to play here. Um, so if we mm. can... You're always competing with well, I've got, I'm, I'm trying. I'm well. trying to be political. I'm not from Australia. So if I say I don't like the Australian sports, they might... Some, That's I might, fine. I might really upset someone. Um, but, um, yeah, 
the more they do, they're definitely going to get better. The, the better opportunities they get, you know, the more where we can put them on a stage. Not only is this Central Coast Maryland, is that their opportunities from you know as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's what it should be. Um, yeah. We'll always send the kids through. So, as you know, if you're playing in an MPL competition, you can have state people looking at you. Yeah, it's exactly an opportunity right. to Joey's, right? You know, that's why promotion was so important. Yeah, but like, take Dean Heff. I know, like, he's my man, right? But take Heff. Like he come through a 21. He got no one wanted him to say Sutherland is area to play in the representative um, program. And he went back and played local football, right? But imagine if there was um, a Central Coast United at the time for Hef to go and play, where he would, would have been training three nights a week and, yeah. and having that. What might Hef could have like? He, he's obviously had a great career, and he's been a, and that. But you know, those things like people are going to come through. Do you know what I mean? You can't just have one team for for the best. Do you know what I mean? And we talked about Iceland and that. So um, yeah, I I think it's a it's a great um, model, not because we do it, but if anyone else was doing it, um, I think it you know it definitely there's a need for it for sure my living memory of uh hef will be him struggling to run around in the last grand final from last year struggling still do you he reckon? was struggling. Do you he, he was rapid on the wing he struggled he? <laughs> he struggled to run onto the field <laughs> um he's probably one of the fittest blokes of 39 40 i've still seen <laughs> he takes his top off still and he's he's as ripped as if he was 21 um <laughs> He's definitely a freak like that, but he's yeah, he's probably he's catching up with him a little the bit. The only mariner to get his shirt fitted. <laughs> anyway, he's oh, coaching well, down at the Wanderers now, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. taking over the girls' program. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in charge down there. Yeah, so I'm sure they'll, uh, I'm sure they'll have a good season. Anyway, we'll leave you alone. Thank you for joining us. We no problem. Thank you for having appreciate me. Appreciate it. All good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Love you too. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we're back when we're back, I guess. I don't know when that'll be. Who knows? Maybe next Probably week. Probably after the the week after the after the FFA win. Cup game. After the and win. And the week of week, round week, one. Week before the season. I have to check my calendar. So we've can we so we've been told Stadge wants to come in and talk to us. No, he doesn't choose. When he comes in, we That's choose right. him. We invite you, <laughs> <Yes>. Alan. <laughs> okay? Alan Studgic, we choose you. We need but to be- learn how things work here before you just demand to come on the biggest show on the coast. Yes, but beca- <laughs> because he's asked, we will let him in the door at yeah. our at our convenience. Yeah. He has to do the trivia and get at least three right. Ooh. He's got to know the password to get in, which is, we hate Paul Ocon. Ooh. Oh, that's a bit strong. <laughs> <laughs> just me then? Okay. The password's Marconi um, Jacket. Uh, but apparently, apparently, I no, no, no. The password um, is: Are you still talking shit on Twitter about me? <laughs> yeah. I won't, I won't reveal it because we'll let him do it. But he has a suggestion for a walkout song. Mm. Oh yeah, everybody oh, do, do you should want to do it as the outro. Uh, no, 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 let him come oh, on. No, I reckon no, leave it and let yeah. him come on and reveal yeah. it and speak yeah. about okay. it. But people should try we'll and guess. People should try and guess the song. Yes. So he's he has come up with a suggestion. Apparently, he's really keen on having a good walkout song, something that'll. Get the whole crowd involved, I guess. We know what it is. Free ticket. We'll give Cri- a free ticket to the person if they can guess it. Ian, you sure. got free tickets, mate. I need them. <laughs> <laughs> can we give cryptic clues? Is, it, is he even listening? Um, should we? Don't, don't go the artist. Go the no. We can name go the era. Go the era. We can name a band that that person was in. Should we name the era on the basis of um, pod people? 
Because I think well, I'm the closest. You were the, only, the, closest you were the only one that was it's around. It's, it's, it's from Aaron's time. No, right? turn it there's, a, there's a clue. It's from Aaron's I was, time. I was alive. Yeah. So, so our two eldest know it best. Yes. But that's not really an era. As well. Where, what, what year did the song come out? Oh. Or what? Jeez. No, sorry. What? 80s or 90s? Before that. Oh. Really? 70s. I think so. I think so. Really? No, I don't know about um, Maybe 80s. Maybe 80s. Come on, Jimmy. Look I was I was just about to Google it, but I can't even remember what the song name is, so I can't give you anything. Sorry, people. Completely blank. It's an iconic name. song. There's absolutely mm. no doubt about that. It's a singable song. No doubt mm. about that. Yeah. I mean, look, put it this way. I don't hate it. I'm positive. And I'm not normally keen on... I prefer some of his other songs to this one. Just do the what? What year? I, I do to listen to. What's what year? Nineteen eighty nine. So okay. I was so it's newer than I thought. A it was. song from nineteen eighty nine. Try and so who everyone was born have a then? guess. Everyone have a guess who it is. Hmm? Who was born then? I was two. You two. Jimmy was two. <laughs> I was I was five years away from being born. That was my first year at work. I left high school. <laughs> I left high school in eighty six. <laughs> this is my last year at high school. So it's still a bloody couple of dinosaurs this around. This artist went number one in the US on rock. That's all I'll say. There you That's go. It. That's do do it. some enough research. Clues. That's clues. it. That's enough, enough clues. Right. <laughs> Wrap it up. All right, Morrow. Keep him in suspense. You want to uh, mention your grand final one last time? <laughs> Did I mention it at all? I thought you guys mentioned it. Right, well, again, thank you for listening. We'll be back when we're back. Um, love you. Shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up.